What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. I'm your host, Josh, here with my co-host. KG in the house. We got Mailbox Monday coming at you nice and strong. Uh, Pretty excited to be pushing into June here. It's pretty crazy, you know. Kind of made it through this winter. It looks like things are starting to pick up and find their course, which is pretty awesome. And summer is just around the corner. So if you haven't already heard, you know, we do have the summer special going on now. We will be closing that very soon. So I really recommend, you know, you do not wait. If you want to get in the best shape of your life, have us working for you, essentially. You know, we're taking care of everything as far as your nutrition, your training, your lifestyle, your accountability, your check-ins. If you want the best results you can get, this is your opportunity to do that. And you can go ahead and get yourself started at colossusfitness.com slash online coaching or by shooting us a DM on Instagram at colossusfit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. Let's jump right into it. What's your quote? My quote is, uh, no matter how slow you go, you are still lapping everybody on the couch. Um, yeah, and I just I came across it on Google and it just a friendly reminder that, you know, um, a lot of times, you know, you may not want to work out and whatnot, but um, the truth is that just doing something will always be better than doing nothing. Um, and the reason I wanted to bring this up is because on our Thursday episode, um, we we're talking about one of the biggest fitness mistakes being people who just pretty much stop. Uh, and I think a lot of times they stop because maybe they don't have like six hours to de- dedicate to fitness or maybe like they just have like their lifestyle kind of like just increases exponentially and they have to like only do maybe like 30 minute circuits or something like that but at the end of the day you know like sometimes even when I only have a quick 30 minutes to get a workout in I just take short rest I just like it just feels so good afterwards like you never regret a workout and you know unless you get injured and I just believe that you know just being able to stay the course and stick with this long term and thinking about hey how much better you're going to feel instead of just putting your feet up grabbing a bag of Cheetos and watching TV just doing a little bit of something even if it is at a slower rate consistency I've always found is the biggest thing for long-term success. So let's just keep her going, boys and girls. That's awesome. So I have a really impactful quote for today. Uh, This is something that helps me get out of the bed in the morning. Uh, It's keep your spirit bright, that booty tight, and goals in sight. Jeez. Wow. That, dude, that one's good. Write that one. Keep your spirit bright, that booty tight, and goals in sight. I had to lighten up. My last ones have been a little too intense, you know. I think. Uh, yeah, it's been like too like spiritual, you know, too like you know, like this one's fun. Hey, but it's, it's actually that's really what it's good, about, though. you know. And right now too, I think as funny as it is, even though you know it's a little silly, uh, you know, keeping your spirits high is really important. You know, you never want to lose that fire and that drive. And one of the best ways to do that is you know just keeping yourself uplifted and motivated. And I know it's really tough, you know, not being able to live your life normally like you potentially have in the past. But you know, things are coming to the nice weather's coming around and pretty happy with that well and then you know obviously goals in sight is huge we talk about goal setting but like on a more serious note keeping your booty tight just means keeping your glutes engaged and we do find posture posture and and yeah like when you're even walking upstairs or when you're standing or sitting like actually engaging your glutes even on all exercises uh is is one of the most important things you can do for you know proper form and posture so man good for you for uh creating that right and here's the thing too this one goes to guys too right um you know you have to consider a lot of people overlook the glutes and you know women of course there's a lot more focus you know there's a lot of care and you know but if you think about it glutes are actually one of the most athletic and powerful muscles you know they're a huge stabilizer they're a strong muscle they're an explosive muscle it's also a big muscle right it does a lot for you know really securing a strong posterior chain for explosiveness for stability so you know even as funny as it is one of our top youtube videos for a long time was 
how to get bigger glutes for guys or something because you know a lot of guys look past it and you know some of my favorite movements are actually glute movements you know i find it really helps me develop strength you know to feel strong and it's a good challenge so you know if you're not actually training glutes it's definitely something i really do recommend and you know add on to that don't be afraid to train glutes heavy like really challenge them do some heavy hip thrusts do some heavy pull throughs really get at it I love it, man. Yeah, it's, it's so important. Like we're doing lots of glute work throughout the week and it's just, uh, it's, it's one of the best things you can do like that and rear delts. I, I feel like are, you know, most people will, will neglect, but when you actually start programming and, and realize how important they are for just everyday life and everything, you know, it's, it, it goes a long way. And, um, uh, we'll jump into the thoughts portion here. And I just want to start off by saying I'm profoundly disappointed with everyone who follows us. Why is that? So I made a post saying, who has the better Zoom background? Okay. Oh, don't tell me that you... Kyle. Don't tell me that... Okay. Kyle had Joe Exotic as his background. If you're not following us on Instagram, this is why you should. I had I, mine as the office. I didn't do that, by the way. He said, hey, let me choose a background for you. Don't look. And then he put it there. So but you are similar to my boy Joe, right? Not really, man. Honestly, <laughs> I'd say I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> not yeah. really at all. You guys have watched Tiger King, man. That but anyways... Crazy. 78 votes for Kyle, 68 for Josh. You know, I thought more people would be out here representing the office. You know, I thought I'd have some more diehards, but we came up short. We lost this one, so. I'm actually pretty impressed, though, that, you know, um, I was expecting, like, most people just to choose me you just, just for fun because yours is more, like, more of a serious, you know, office is, like, great, but, it you know, Joe Exotic is just, it looks so weird. Like, that photo with me, the freaking um, tiger, and then Joe Exotic, like, at least you have Stanley in the background. It's kind of like, you know, more low key. You look like you're in an office. I thought that was funny though. <laughs> yeah. So once again, if you're not following us on Instagram, you know, follow us at Colossus fit. Uh, we always post some fun stuff. We actually did film, uh, you know, a collaboration podcast and we listened to it after and we're like, Oh, the audio still isn't there. So we're going to revamp that, get that refilmed and hopefully get that out next week. So that is something to be very excited for. Uh, it's with a fantastic individual, Abby Scott. She's pretty awesome. You know, she's the CEO of a few companies and, you know, a physique competitor and just a really good, uh, you know, person for mental health, motivation and just keeping it positive and, you know, working through it. Really humble person. So we are really excited to release that. But the reason we've been hesitant to do interviews for a while now is we have done them in the past and the audio was way, you know, under quality. And we still released it and we've always regretted releasing it because, you know, as listeners ourselves of other content and podcasts, if I listen to a pod, uh, a podcast and the audio isn't there, I'm out. You know, me and Kyle, we just go, we're done. Yeah. Right? So we really want to make sure we're getting the best content, and that's been a goal we've been working with. And, you know, I think even for the fun thoughts portion, right, like even for us, that's a good, you know, evolution of where we were before. We're like, ah, it's good enough. You know, now we really want to make sure everything we're putting out is the absolute best it can be, putting as much care and focus in as we can. And you know, that's the way to live your life with everything you do. Uh, you know, like even when it comes to fitness, like, you know, really just aim to do your best and everything. And I think if you do do that, you know, you can carry that attitude when all avenues of life and continue to succeed. Yeah, man, it's, it's so powerful and it really does suck. Like yesterday, you know, even just con connecting and, and Abby had to go bring her, her dog to, um, her dog somewhere else. So they wouldn't bark through it. Like it was a big thing. You know, we spent over an hour talking, um, I started piecing it together and like, we're like, Oh, you know, we'll, we'll make it work. We'll cut a few things out. And then we're like, no, you know, this is one of those things. It's just like, it, it, it it's not going to work. Like it just, it sounded so bad and we could have found a way to do it, but it's like at the end of the day, like if it's not a hundred percent and this kind of brings me into, you know, the thoughts, uh, portion of this episode. And lately what I've been, um, trying to do, and it, it always, I think everyone can do better at this, but just try not to like 
do things like at like your 50% potential. For example, even, you know, I think, um, for like me when I'm sometimes washing dishes, like I'll, I'll kind of do most of it and then I'll just leave a few things there. Just be like, Oh, I'll do it after. But like the little things in life that I feel like when you kind of like, even for me editing a video in the past, I would have like just done bits and pieces here and there. But instead, if I put a timer for one hour and say, I'm going to get this done now and not leave it till later on, um, you know, once again, still working on it, I'm definitely like not even close to being better, but I'm just really trying hard, like not only on my fitness journey, but to be like, Hey, I'm just going to do everything. Like even for client check-ins, maybe instead of doing like you know five and then taking a break like hey you know what i'm gonna do you know 20 right now and then and then take a break and then get back to it after like i just think we can all be better in this and i was gonna actually do this as a challenge in our, our group you know say hey like try not to procrastinate try not to put things off but it's obviously hard to kind of do that in a more tangible way like it's you know our, our, our goals have been very specific but i think it's something we can all get better at and uh just encouraging you all to try it out as well yeah that's funny you mentioned that because i'm i'm somewhere i'll do all my dishes and I'll leave like one thing, you know, always. Like one, and I'm like one spoon or something. And then I've yeah. been thinking, why do I even do this? Why? Like, this is so stupid because then the whole, you know, the next little three hours, I see that one dish and it demotivates it, yeah. me because I think, oh, I have to do it. Yeah. You know, it's like, so yeah, anything you do, you want to do with care and focus. And I've been trying to beat that behavior out of me too. You know, like the second you want to stop one short or stop one short with your rep or, you know, limit your, I don't know, like it just if you can really train that it goes so far you know and even we've spoken about the flinch and stuff before and the more you can you know exercise and you know encourage your brain to do everything you know 100 percent, you can carry that forward right whereas if you're so used to only half-heartedly doing things that's how you're going to live your life right and yeah you know if you ask me if you want to be if i would want to be someone who does everything 100 percent, and you know as a committer or someone who kind of only dips my foot in and just gets by i definitely would rather be a committer so that's a funny you bring that up because that actually it's something I've been working on. Well, and like even we've talked so much about habits. It's like now since, you know, this whole dishwashing, let's use for an example, my habit is to do it, but only do like 80%, for example. But now if I train myself just each time, just do it, do it, do it. It's, it's the same with workouts. If you kind of get in the habit of only doing like a portion of it, and you're just going to keep doing that. It's, it's going to become a habit. But if you can kind of like catch it, you know, change it, you know, focus on like how to actually improve it. Um, and this goes also for um, just even like anything in life, like fitness, like eating, like binge eating, whatever it is, just, you know, just trying to become better there. But um, the other thing I also want to talk about, because Josh and myself have been, you know, going back and forth quite a bit about this is, you know, we have the 60 day challenge going on. Everyone's doing tremendous but you know we've gotten some questions like hey you know it's a couple weeks in like i have you know everyone's like doing extremely well by the way but just you know let's say the scale doesn't drop down for example which is very common you know i don't expect it to go down every day you know listen to our episode about the scale if you haven't already but one of the things i feel like for most people is that they're just actually not in a deficit so you know we can go on for days about this but i think like just anyone who is looking to lose weight like you have to be really 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 um on point and making sure because like some people could think they're eating 1200 calories um and then wh what was the percentage i think you said the uh, 30 to 55 percent yeah three people eat um 30 to 55 percent more calories than they thought they wow. did dude that's... they actually did a study with chipotle burritos um, really you know calorie estimations um, I'll pull it up while you talk and it's pretty cool. Yeah. So I've just, it's one of those things like yesterday, um, uh, or two days ago, I was having some barbecue sauce, you know, I, I barbecued some chicken and usually I don't put anything on, but I just had it. So I was like, you know what, why not? And then as I was going about my day, I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot that. And I realized that it ended up being a hundred and 
60 calories you know I'm, I'm not proud of it I, I usually don't do sauces but I just I decided to do it and I'm like man like these are the things that like most people probably won't input um, and, and it's just it is what it is even I had diet cranberry juice and it was only you know 30 calories after everything but it's just like there's so many things within your day like like the the, the oat milk you add in the morning that I usually have like whatever it is I'm like this is one of the reasons why I feel like a lot of people maybe do struggle. So like just going back to the basics, I've talked recently about just overlooking everything. Like once again, just making sure weighing it out, you know, just doing everything like really well. And, uh, and I think everyone will see great results in the long run. Yeah, yeah. I can't find the exact study, unfortunately, but I was reading it somewhere that majority of people thought, you know, Chipotle bowls were between 400 and 600 calories or the burrito rather. Oh, yeah. Whereas most are between nine and twelve hundred, you know, and it it really just illustrates, you know, that things can be a lot more calories than you make them out to be, especially people with almonds and nuts and, you know, even peanut butter, things like that. Ice cream like it, you know, when you actually measure and weigh things out, even milk, like it's pretty insane that it's a lot more calories than you think it would be. And, you know, if you're serious about success, you really need to be honest with yourself and you need to say, hey. I want myself to succeed. So what am I going to get by not logging my barbecue, not logging my cranberry, like Kyle said, like, because if you're not logging those, what are you doing to yourself? You're just overeating. Why are you even logging in the first place? Like you owe it to yourself to track everything, be completely honest, and then to look at the data, right? Uh, this is just the 100% best thing. And if you're going to do it, do it right. Weigh things, measure things, you know, do the best you can. Yeah. And this obviously, you know, depends on where you're at on your journey and stuff. But I do feel like a lot of people are really looking to like lean down. It just seems like majority of people are, you know, if you're not, no problem. But, you know, it's just these things add up so quickly. And uh, that's truthfully why seven to eight years in, I'm still using my fitness pal religiously because uh, I, I don't believe I'd, I'd be able to succeed without, uh, you know, while doing flexible dieting and just like kind of like eating what I enjoy uh, without using this app. So, yeah, uh, just a random thought of the week. <laughs> There we go. And yeah, it's all about that honesty. And you know, the more you live your life, the more you get to know who you are more and you get to know yourself. And for me, I know I love food and I'm very bad at stopping myself with food or saying no, like, I just want to eat all the time. And to me, like, I don't find I have an unhealthy relationship with logging whatsoever. I just see it as accountability. Like it's the equivalent of me being like, it's unhealthy to look at my finances and check my bank account because I'll be sad or something, right? Like it's just, you would never not do that, right? You need to check where you're at, see how you're going. And it's the same thing with this, except the negative isn't that you'll be broke. It's that you'll gain a ton of weight, be unhealthy and not be in a great position to live your life. So I've just been honest with myself. I know I like to log. It's become insanely easy. I take 30 seconds in the day. You know, I've been pretty good at understanding what things are, piecing it together, and it's just really, you know, quick. But I track so many methods in my life, and that's why I really do encourage everyone to start tracking and logging their food. If you don't know how to do that, you know, I really recommend just getting the app, My Fitness Pal. It's not our app, it's just a very popular app. It's really easy to use. You just start inputting things, you can scan, you know, it'll give you some recommendations. Now, are those recommendations the most accurate thing in the world? No, they're just doing the best they can with the formula they have, but it's a good starting place. And more than anything, that's why we really do recommend online coaching. You know, we'll take care of everything for you. We'll actually make sure it's fully custom towards you. And that's definitely the best thing. And I guess that can bring us into our question portion here because so many of my clients, Kyle, I get this question all the time and I don't know if we've answered on the podcast, so we may as well address it here. Let's hear it. Do I need to log my exercises in my fitness pal? Um, oh yeah, no, I, I know we get, I get that a lot. They're like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to do it. And I'm like, don't do it. (laughs) I I never like, it's funny because I'm like, I've been using this app for seven years. Never have I once tried to be 
you know, to log it in my fitness pal. And the issue is like, once again, when you do sign up for my, my fitness pal, my issue is they don't really know much about you. So like someone's like, Hey, you know, my fitness pal has me eating 2,200 calories. I'm like, that is way too high. Like they just take, like, they ask you like two questions, but like, they don't take into consideration anything like just that, uh, anything that's personalized about you. Um, and then the other thing is like, when you do log the exercise, it tries to give you a lot more calories. So let's say you burn 500 from the workout. It's going to tell you to eat 500 more, therefore taking you out of a deficit. So I think it's good to know like what you're doing throughout the week. That's why we use our spreadsheet, but, um, I just personally don't put it into my fitness pal and I don't recommend doing it. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. Like, and here's the thing too, right? Like you hear a lot of talk to about having a healthy relationship with food and this and that. And I love tracking. It's just, you would never want it to get to a point where it's completely inherently unhealthy. Um, but I find, you know, as long as you're realistic with it and your position and where you're at, it's completely fine. But if you become overly methodical about everything and almost unnecessarily methodical, it's just going to burden you for no good reason. And what I mean by this is if I'm tracking everything I ever do and, oh, no, Kyle, we, you know, we um, walked to a restaurant and we walked five minutes. So I need to track this in and I need to eat my five minutes of walking. And then a day you don't walk, you go, oh, I got to change. Like it just gets ridiculous. Right. And that's why we like to look at things in blocks of weeks, yep. you know, and to me, your exercise is kind of a consistency, right? Like, unless you're doing an insane amount of calorie of cardio or something, there's no need to log it and eat it back. It's just going to get insanely over the top and unnecessary. Right. And that's why we really, with our coaching aim to teach people the skills they can have for life. And that will transcend just the coaching experience. So for the rest of their life, to look at their food, to go, okay, I know how many carbs, fats, proteins in this. I know how this affects me. I know how much of this I should eat when I should eat this. And we just give you all the tools to really succeed because at the end of the day, you know, I don't want to just say, hey, you're only good if you have this meal plan. And we actually filmed the whole episode on why we don't believe in meal plans. Uh, maybe we'll release it one day. Maybe we won't. But long story I think short. we did, actually. We did? Yeah, yeah, we did. Oh, I, I know. I'm surprised more people didn't message us about it. Are you sure it. we did? Um, I'm almost. I'm pretty sure we didn't. Oh, wait. I'll what? talk about it nonetheless. But meal plans really do, you wait. know, maybe we address it in Mailbox Monday. But they, they stick you to a set plan, right? And it's just not realistic. No, and you're, you're not right. learning how to have a positive relationship with food and how to work protein in with the foods you have or how to work it in within your social situation. So it just doesn't work. And the more we do this, the more we've learned, you know, you're not just balancing fitness, numbers, equations, foods. You're working with individuals. So you have to balance the social and emotional components and that's why coaching is so valuable because you know you're having someone who doesn't have um you know who i'm not vested i'm i would be invested in you but i'm not vested in like you know your emotions towards the calories i give you or this and that or how you feel like i can look at things rationally and say these are the calories we need this week to get your goal then we can look at all the data and we can say hey maybe let's slow it down because of this reason let's speed it up or let's adjust this let's change right and that's what it's all about yeah, man, didn't we, ha we it, right? haven't we haven't released it. Yeah, I know we didn't. That's I, amazing. We filmed it; it was pretty good. And then another podcast uploaded the same episode like the day after. And we're like, "What the heck? Yeah. Like, what are the chances?" And we had similar stances, so we're like, "Ah, we'll leave it." But and now it's kind of awkward re-uploading old stuff when it's not like relevant in the uh, present situation. I'm down. Maybe we'll do it like next week, or you know, let us know if you if you want us to to upload it. But you may as well right it's a, it's a really good episode and we firmly believe it and we'll one, see what the homies is saying yeah and, and one reason we do like making these episodes is because like we also like having like a direct link like we have we get a lot of questions and we get a lot of like even client questions so it's nice being able to say oh you know like hey here's the link to your ep to the episode we talked about so it's like you don't have to really repeat it and we can like you know it, it, it's 20 minutes of value just where like we're explaining everything so anyways just a random thought and a question. We addressed it. That'll be good. I'm going to link this to people now. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, another thing I think we should start doing is timestamps, if we can figure it out. Let us know if that would interest you as well, um, question by question, in case you want to retroactively go back. I know, I used to do that. We wanna, we wanna beef up everything the best we can and just make this content the best it can physically be. So if anyone has any suggestions for us or anything you think that would help us take it to the next level or things you love about the podcast, things you think could be improved, you know, we are very, um, you know, receptive and we'd be very willing to take both positive and negative criticism because we constantly just want to do better and, you know, make sure this is really educational fun and that, you know, we're all growing and helping people to the best of our ability. So if you have any, uh, anything you want to let us know, just message us at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. And we would really appreciate that. I love it, man. Is there an advisable time to stop eating in the evening? Uh, I mean, I, uh, they can go a number of ways. I mean, obviously it like, depends. We, yeah, like it, it really depends. Like, um, it's our answer to everything. Yeah, it depends. It depends. We want to get a shirt saying it depends. I mean, like for different reasons, I don't like eating, um, after let's say 8 PM. And the reason is because we've talked about this. It does affect sleep. If you're like always having a big meal at like 10 PM and you're sleeping at 11, I do believe it'll affect your sleep. Um, the other thing I also find is that bad choices are always made after 8 p.m. Like if you think of how many times you're going to pick up like cucumbers or carrots or just like a protein shake even after 8 p.m., um, I'd say it's pretty low. You always go for something like when your willpower at the end of the day is extremely low from all the decisions you have to make throughout the day, you're going to grab that extremely buttery popcorn or your bag of chips or whatever. So I find some of my clients have been like, hey, you know, my goal this past week is to stop eating after seven. And it's not because you're going to store more fat. It's because your choices are going to be pretty poor. Um, so that's the only reason I would avoid that. Um, you know, sometimes obviously eating later will affect the scale in the morning as well. You know, if you're eating up until 11 and then you jump on the scale at seven, you know, it might be just a little bit higher. I don't think from a fat loss perspective, you know, the myth has been disproven many times where, you know, uh, if you do eat like later on that you're going to be storing fat because your body isn't, you know, burning any energy, which is completely untrue because you are burning energy while you sleep. Um, so that's just my, my thoughts there. And, uh, you know, that's, I lately I've been really enjoying stopping though, cutting myself off. I don't need any more. I drink sparkling water. If I need something, maybe a piece of cucumber and then that's it. Yeah, I agree with everything he said. You know, that's pretty much on the money. Um, but the one reason I hate universal advice and now I don't want people regurgitating, oh, Colossus said, you know, stop by eight, yeah. right? Because here, here's exactly this. Kyle goes to bed around 10, if I remember correctly. So yeah. he's stopping about two hours in advance. Now, someone's going to message us, how can I stop eating at eight if I start work at 3 a.m. and I wake up at 3 p.m.? You know, like it doesn't work, you know, like that's why we really do say it depends. Like it, it's so specific. I mean, some people might come home and have 30 minutes. Like you're a lawyer, you're doing craziness, you have no time and you need to eat right before bed. Power to you. I got no issue with it. Personally, I've just found I don't enjoy it once again because of digestion. Digestion is a very tough process on the body. And to me, I want every edge I can with my sleep. You know, I just think sleep is, you know, the best natural way to really replenish and, you know, recover as a person, especially when you're lifting really heavy. So I don't like to mess with that. And like Kyle said, I've been trying to work on stopping too, because usually that's my witching hour. Like that's when I eat all the crap I shouldn't be eating or I'll have an extra meal because I'm bored. You know, it's late at night. What else is going on? Like nothing good tends to really happen after 8 p.m. as people say, you know, it's, you know, usually that's when you're not making the best decisions. So to me to cut it off is good. And, you know, I've even been really working hard to not need always have something like, so before I would do it, Kyle did, you'd have a Diet Coke or sparkling water or decaf coffee or something or tea. But, you know, I've kind of learned, you know, sometimes it's better just not to need to eat something because I'm trying to 
train myself to not always expect, oh, I'm bored. Let me get some food. Let me get a stimulus, whatever. Like That's true. And just to learn to be mellow with it. You know, that's just something I personally have been working with. Um, but that once again, he nailed it. That's my, I believe everything he said to a T. Um, but if you do have to eat before bed, it absolutely won't kill you. You're not going to gain more fat. It's completely fine. I personally just choose to stop eating whenever is most efficient for me, usually two to three hours before bed. And usually same with water because you can limit yourself from needing to wake up and pee in the middle of the night because that's a natural disruptor to your sleep. You're flicking on a light. It's not going to do you much good. So if you can cut the water off, you know, 90 minutes, two hours to 90 minutes before you should sleep a lot better. Um, one tip though, is to actually drink a little bit before you go to bed. Cause it kind of just gets it through the body, gets it going. And that's been proven to be pretty beneficial. So I'll cut it off about two hours before food and water. And then right before I go to bed, you know, I'll shove my mouth into the sink and I'll drink like, you know, two seconds worth of water just so I got something in me and I don't really have to get up and pee, but at least I'm not dehydrated as I sleep. Yeah. And, uh, once again, similar to what Josh said, it really depends. Like, you know, I have one client who's just a really, she's just a hard gainer and based on her schedule and her life, like she has to get that extra meal, like pretty close to bed and it just it is what it is and you know um for her personally it's that's what works best right um and if you're someone who for example like struggles with um you know you're, you're trying to diet you're trying to like lose weight like similar to kind of what we're doing um for me like if i'm out of my macros and i like basically like i'm done for the day eating later on in the evening just is the worst thing like i'm going over my calories i shouldn't be doing that so um one of the things that has always worked and I think will work for a lot of people is, uh, and I've been doing this for the past couple of weeks because I've been finding myself hungrier, you know, more tempted as I'm getting like closer to, you know, actually losing some good weight. Um, I've just been brushing my teeth, uh, you know, 7.30, 8 p.m. right after dinner, um, you know, don't need anything else and uh, just brushing my teeth works tremendously because, you know, you, you don't want to have to brush your teeth again after. It's just like, it's that like, it just, you know, signals, okay, I'm done for the day. I don't need anything else. If I do, it'll be maybe a bit of water or something that won't require me to brush it again. And I believe a lot of people can benefit from this. Yeah. And like, you know, even to add on to it, care about the big things first, then worry about the small things, you know, like when to stop eating, you know, are you hitting your calories? Are you hitting your protein uh, is what's most important. And, you know, it's always case by case situation. For instance, for me, um, you know, I was out the other night, just running around with some buddies. I came home really late, like usually when I go to bed, but I had about a thousand calories left. And I'm like, I'm not just going to go to bed, you know, starving. So I ate my food and went to bed and I didn't die. I was completely okay. And that's pretty much the tail of the tape, right? So you got to learn to be flexible, but focus on those big things. Hit your workout, hit your calories, get your protein in, then worry about these little things. Awesome, man. Next up, is beef a bad alternative for protein? Um, I mean, so we always like suggest, especially like in cuts and stuff, like we, we're big fans of, you know, the, the for example, let's, let's say shawarmas. Um, we get it religiously. We have it every day. It fits. We, we, we six make it. Six bucks, baby. It's like drink. six bucks. It's. <laughs> doesn't break the bank. I can't pack for that. Sorry? I don't know if I could pack a lunch no, that man. good. It's I'm tremendous. getting 900 good cows, good a lot of veggies, good protein. We're lucky because we know. Actually, no, we're not even really getting. Anyways, we get a shawarma to drink for six bucks. Pretty awesome. Some people are so like. Subtle when flex. I, they're like, you, you eat shawarmas and you're like losing weight. I'm like, yeah, man. Like we've been the most shredded we've ever been. And we used to have two shawarmas every single lunch, which is like over a thousand calories. Oh, that was a lot. But yeah, bear in mind too, it's not not necessarily like you could eat any food and it can be fine for you like you can like even yesterday i had pizza you know what i'm doing a challenge i can't have cheap food i can't have junk food so you're like oh you failed you suck nope i made a homemade pizza i got these whole wheat I thin did that crust 
you know, like bases. Then I put some tomato sauce. I put my, you know, lactose-free lean, you know, leg or high protein cheese, uh, put some pineapple, put some chicken breast on it. Like, is it unhealthy because it's a pizza? No, you know, it's completely fine. Like it's the, the make of it, right? Whereas a normal pizza, usually you're getting a ton of cheese, a ton of oil, yeah. a ton, a ton of oil, you know, really kind of really, really, you know, not like salamis and stuff, which aren't the best, you know, terms of fats for meats. So you have to look past it. And same with the shawarma. We don't get any of those white sauces that can be really caloric, you know, like tahini, garlic, like they can really add up and they can really do a lot for you. You know, we keep it simple hummus, you know, that's mainly chickpeas, right? Then we get a bunch of veggies, chicken, and then you're getting a tortilla. And, you know, to me, that's completely fine. I have no qualms with that. And uh, it's been good. But did we address beef or did I No, like, uh, so yeah, going into that, um, <laughs> the reason I, I, I brought that up was I was like, you know, we've been, hey, maybe we should get some beef in the shawarma instead. But like, for me personally, I'm just like, uh, I don't really want to spend my calories that way when like chicken will fill me up just as much. It'll honestly taste just as good. So most of the time I say no to beef when I'm like on lower calories, let's say like as I'm kind of in the low 2000s, um, I definitely don't think it is you know, a bad alternative. I think it's awesome. It's just, obviously it's going to come with a lot more fat and you just have to kind of budget, budget for it accordingly. But, you know, we're also just really big fans of like the lower fat, um, you know, such as like ground turkeys, um, chicken and anything like that, that you can find, uh, is, is more ideal for your, your bang for your buck, I'd say. Yeah. I love beef. I love grass fed beef. Uh, you know, I, I just think it tastes amazing. It just, I know it's got more fat, it's got more calories. So I have to be aware of that and, you know, just be intelligent about it and just make it fit in and we're, we're good to go. Right. Yeah. Uh, when I do want beef, like usually on the weekend, I'll have, I'll have some sort of whatever. I just have to plan a bit more ahead and kind of, you know, you are a my beefy lunch. boy. Yeah, man. That's how <laughs> I become so freaking jacked. Right. But, uh, no, you know what? I actually, I have a really good question. That's all off topic. Let's um, hear it. My client Mason just messaged me, um, you know, he's been, he's, he just made a post saying he's low, the lowest weight he's ever been in like in the last eight years. And, and for the first couple of weeks he was stalling out, he's been with me for a while now. Um, and he just texted me saying, um, you know, Hey man, what are some things you found that have can, that would contribute to the most success when it comes to shredding? I'm looking to go extremely hard and do what it takes to make the next four weeks really count. And my biggest answer for him, just knowing like, you know, the type of person he is, knowing how well he's been doing, I would say, I, I said, um, I would honestly just say consistency and pushing through, hitting the macros, even on the weekend, etc. cetera. Uh, I don't want you to burn out, lose a ton of muscle, which is what a lot of people do. Um, I believe after this, you'll still have a couple weeks to finish the shred. Um, and that was just my answer for him. I think a lot of times people are like, what, what more can I do? And sometimes what more you can do is just kind of keep going with like what's been working. So for example, he's doing five by 350 cardio session, calorie cardio sessions. Um, he's in a pretty big deficit. He's hitting protein above 150. He's strength training four to five times a week. You know, he's doing really well. And sometimes, you know, just, just keep consistently going is like the best thing for you. Um, if I were to kind of just like thrash cardio so much that he can't recover and he just feels so beat up, like there's a chance in a week he's just going to want to like stop or just, you know, it's going to be too much. So that's just a random question I got today. And uh, I thought it was pretty interesting for everyone who's just looking to lose weight, you know, just looking to continue and uh, maybe even participating in the 60 day sh uh, shred challenge as well. I think that's a perfect answer. Um, I think there is always more you can do, but sometimes yeah. you ask yourself, Hey, is it worth it? You know, like yeah. even for me, 
I could always do more cardio. I could always do more volume. I could even, and you know, at a certain point you get a, you get to that point of diminishing returns. You know, maybe you go so hard that you have trouble sticking to your diet because you're so hungry or you get over exhausted and you can't complete workouts. You can't hit your rep schemes at the percentages you're supposed to. So, you know, once again, sometimes like Kyle said, doing what's consistent, sticking to the schemes of everything is, you know, by far the best thing you can do. Is he gold or platinum? He's just been like, uh, he, he's platinum. So he's just been he's a coaching platinum. client for like a few months. Yeah. Now. So he's doing everything right yeah. then. Kyle's going to take care of him, which is great. And, you know, that's the other benefit. As a coach, I actively manage everything for you. Uh, so, you know, I'll balance those factors and balance them with how you feel. That's why we have, you know, those sections, those qualitative sections, like how are you feeling? Are you tired? Um, you know, is your energy level that you're tired, moderate or energetic? Are you hungry, satisfied or full with your food? Like by reading in between the lines and getting this information, you know, if you're tired and, you know, hungry every day and you're losing weight, it's great you're losing weight, but we might have to slow down because clearly it's taking a toll on you. And at a certain point, you know, the workouts are going to suffer. You might not adhere to your diet. So I try to look past just the numbers, you know, and the scale and measurements and really look at how people are feeling and ensure they're doing it in a healthy way and a sustainable way during the process. Yeah. And like, just because you, you feel great on everything doesn't mean like, I think sometimes people think they have to like be suffering to the point where like they're going to bed and just everything feels crazy. And the fact that like, he's feeling great, he's everything's moving in the right direction. He's at his lowest weight. Um, everything is just where it should be just means that you're going to be able to keep going, right? It shouldn't be, you know, although we did the 60 day challenge for fun, it sh he shouldn't feel like he needs to just, you know, not ha like talk to anyone, you know, like that he can't have any carbs or like, you know, there's a lot that goes into it, but just whatever you can do on your worst days and just consistently keep going, I find is, uh, is so important. So that was a good question. I was a banger of an episode. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We have to go do some work, so we're going to get at that. But hopefully you really enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave us a review on the podcasting app. You just go on the App Store if you have an iPhone or Apple device, search podcast. Go to our podcast. You can click a star rating and leave a review there. That really does help us get noticed and seen by more people. If you're like, that sounds like a headache, heck with that. We totally get that. That's cool. You know, if you could share our this episode or an A episode that you love to your story, that really means the world because, you know, we find we do get a lot of new listeners from people sharing. And I know you think, oh, maybe I only have 50 followers, 100 followers, whatever. Like at the end of the day, if you can impact one person and, you know, be the reason that maybe they start listening to this episode and they get excited and they get inspired and, you know, who knows, maybe you'll get a message in six months saying, hey, thank you. You helped me lose 30 pounds or you helped me get in the best shape of my life or you never know, right? So if you do get a lot of value from this content, um, as a listener, as I'm sure you do, please, please uh, help other people discover us and help us grow by sharing uh, this to your story. If you're on Spotify, you just click the little three dots, share to Instagram, and then people can click right from there. You don't need the ability to swipe up or anything. So that always means a ton. Those are just a quick couple ways to help us out. You know, we hope all of you are crushing it and really excited to, you know, blast off the June. If you haven't already set some goals for this month, do whatever you got to do to crush them and make it happen. Uh, so that's something to leave you with. Uh, go get at it. Peace.